Hey friend, so I used to, and I still find myself wanting to make statements like, hey girl, you know, you do you, um, out of a heart of encouragement, or saying, be the best version of you. If you've been in entrepreneurship or on any self-development journey for any length of time, I know you've heard them too, or probably even said these statements. Don't we all want to be authentic to the unique individuals that we are and to be the best version of ourselves? Well, I know I do, but here's the thing. The more the Lord transforms my heart and opens up my eyes to see things through His eyes, I see through some of the cracks of the self-development mantras that many of us have taken so much to heart. I want to share a biblical perspective with you today and talk about why you should quit trying to be the best version of yourself. Insert gasp. (laughs) But Here's the thing, if you're a kingdom-minded entrepreneur with a heart to truly honor God in all that you do by first becoming who he desires you to be, this is going to give you just the clarity you need on how to embark on heaven's self-development plan. Anytime we take the focus off of ourselves, the truth of God can rule and reign in our hearts and compel us to transformation and growth that lasts for eternity. So open up your heart and jump on in with me as we discuss some of these catchy phrases from a more biblical perspective, and I'll share with you the biggest place to start for true transformation. You're not going to want to miss this. Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle High, and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? Do you wanna discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God. As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, let's process this journey and grow together. Hey, so I don't know about you, But I love a good transformation story. I think as a society, we're kind of obsessed with seeing others transform their bodies, renovate their houses, you name it. It's just fun to see things take a massive change for the good. And as much as we enjoy watching others, we are all on our own transformation journey too. We are becoming someone, whether we realize it or not, by the things we fix our attention on and allow to influence us, whether they're bold or just discreet. Transformation or self-development is a huge part of the business journey. I always say business is far more than the services you offer or the products you sell. It is more important who you become in the process. And out of your God-given purpose, you can impact others for greatness. Self-development is essential as you develop a business. I am all about self-development, learning from others, developing new skills, strategies, resources. However, there are some major flaws in the quote self-development movement. I've mentioned this before a while back, but I want to bring up this major flaw in the self-development movement as we talk about transformation and being our best. I want to warn you as a kingdom entrepreneur that although personal growth is vital, 
It should not be all rooted in self. There's a fine line here. Your personal growth should come out of knowing who you are in Christ. It's got to be rooted in truth, action taken out of your identity. How can you overcome yourself if you are only looking at yourself? You can't really, and you'll eventually burn out trying. You can only pull so much courage and answers from yourself before you run dry. And the root of most self-development strategies push you to look within. As a woman of faith who is looking to be about God's business, because he is in everything, looking within really is simply looking to God because he lives within. So when we're digging deep, it's ultimately about pressing into more of God's power if he lives within you. Does that make sense? So this is more of a mindset or position of the heart as you seek to grow and develop. You are not the source of true self-development. You lay down yourself to draw from the, the ultimate power source that lives within you. That's the Holy Spirit. We need to be so full of God that when we look to grow, his presence in our life takes precedence in all we do. So self-development 101, seek God's presence, create space for more of his power in your life so that as you learn and grow and develop yourself, it will ultimately come out of him. You're going to be looking within and drawing out of him, the Holy Spirit within you. So now that we've cleared that up, let's talk about the catchy phrase or catchy quote obsession in the self-development movement. So if you know me or you followed me on social media in previous years or you listen here regularly, you know that I love me some encouraging quotes. I love, love, love quotes. Although I agree with and love many of the catchy motivational and self-development quotes, as a believer, I want to filter everything through God's lens. And I found myself this year looking at everything under a microscope a little bit more instead of just kind of quickly receiving all those things that sound good to me. Because just because so many quotes sound good in my ears, it doesn't mean that I should take them as gospel. We've got to examine everything. At the end of the day, God's perspective is what matters if we're truly going to be followers of Christ. So let me bring a little bit more truth to a few of the commonly used phrases, and then I'll share something that I'm learning fresh in my own transformation process that I believe is foundational for anybody who is truly wanting to grow and just be all that God has for you to be, to be truly transformed. All right, so the first thing that we say often is you do you, right? You've heard it a million times. I've said it. I, I like it. It's cool. But here's the thing. You do you is good as long as it looks like him. Second Corinthians 3.16 says, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away for the Lord is the spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. So that verse is the verse that has kind of been the theme of this podcast as I was just preparing this conversation. This verse just keeps coming up and digging into that. We have to reflect the glory of God. The Spirit is going to make us look more and more like Him. It's changing us into His image. And I heard this quote recently said, I love this so much. It says, God's not looking for perfection, 
He's looking for reflection. I think of the story of David. David was a, (laughs) he was a messed up guy, but he was fascinated with God and he found him beautiful. And in return, God said that David was a man after his own heart. David wasn't perfect, but he was so in love with God, that passion, that desire, that fascination of God's beauty, it drove him to all that he did. And he reflected the heart of his father. And God was able to use him mightily in the process, even though he made a lot of mistakes along the way. So if we can only direct our passions to God and become fascinated with him, God can use us in our messy middle state, wherever we're at in our process, in our journey, God can use us right where we're at to reflect him in the midst of it all. Another phrase, I'll just bring this one up, be the best version of you. Again, that's super cool. Like, yes, be the best version of you as long as you look like him. Going back to that verse that I just read, 2 Corinthians 3, uh, I'll highlight the end part. It says, and the Lord, who is the spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So it's not actually you doing the changing. And the end result isn't a better version of you. It's actually the glorious image of God. So in other words, don't be the best version of you. Be like Jesus. Despite the big sway in the world right now, you are not a God, but you are called to become like God by being transformed in his image. It's not about putting yourself up on a pedestal to live and act like your inner goddess. It's about becoming a woman of God that reflects the heavenly nature of Christ. It's beautiful, but it's unconventional and it's probably super unpopular, but that's why we're called to be set apart. Holy. That's what that means. One thing that's been glaring hard at me this year is the fact that you're going to look less and less like the world the more that you follow Jesus. You know, I'll be honest with you. I've always just been um, kind of a leader. Like all my life, I was the straight A student. I was the captain of the volleyball team. I was the president of the class. I was just the one that at the award shows, award shows, not award shows. I'm not famous at the award ceremonies, you know, in high school, or at least our school, our Christian school had award ceremonies. I got like all the trophies and all the awards. Like that was just me. And so I always kind of felt like, all right, if everybody's swimming upstream or the certain way, like I pictured a big school of fish. And so if everybody's swimming in one direction, I'm, I want to be the head, like whatever everybody's doing, like, yes, I want to do that, but I want to be the best. I want to be the leader, that ambitious, competitive side always just wants me to rise up to excellence in all that I do. But the more I live life and the more I think for myself and the more I just seek God and seek his will and his heart for our family, you know, just the everyday decisions that we make, the more I realize that following him it looks so different than the world. And instead of me looking like, okay, this is where everybody's going. I'm just going to like be at the top, be at the front, lead the way. It actually looks like swimming the opposite direction. And that's really hard when you have like a people pleasing vein in your body. And I definitely um, have worked through that a whole lot in my life. Swimming against the flow, it's hard and uncomfortable and humbling. But I understand that as I walk in obedience to the call of God in my life, meaning I just give God my yes day by day. I know that there is a cost. But this is where 
the freedom and transformation comes in where you value what God values above the world's opinions of you so that it doesn't hurt the mission. It may hurt for a moment, but it won't hinder the purposes of God lived out in your life. And the peace you have is a gift that you get to walk in when you follow him. You have to trust that through the power of the Holy Spirit, there is grace for all you need to go through and grow through on the journey. I'm on a journey. And obviously, if you've been following me for any length of time, the reason I carve out my precious time and muster up the courage every single week to share on this podcast is number one, well, out of obedience. And number two, it's because I don't want to grow and go alone. I want to bring others along with me because our walk with God and this journey that we're on, although it often sometimes feels isolating or you feel isolated in different seasons, especially as a mom, you might be home homeschooling the kids. You're just kind of in a season where you you might feel a little bit alone or community feels hard to come by. It is actually this journey. It's actually activated with community. Like we need that. We need to just feel not alone. Like we can lock arms with other women and kind of do this together because It is a hard and holy calling that we all have on our lives, whether we choose to walk in it or not. And maybe this is the only community or deep connection or mentorship that you have in your life. I just want you to know that you're not intended to walk alone and that I'm here for you. And that's why I'm showing up is just to kind of like walk this thing out with you and process life with you. God is not coming back for a person. He's coming back for a bride and everything that is happening in your heart, everything that feels rubbed raw, that's awakened, maybe that feels confused or lost or just, I don't know, you're just trying to figure out how to navigate this new world that we're living in. And really so much is just changing on the inside of you. It's hard to kind of get clarity with that. All the struggles in your life, all of it, it's all part of your preparation for the times to come. Because I believe that God is wakening up his bride. He's calling his people upward. And he wants us to walk in the holy calling of who we are. You know, 2 Peter 2.9 says, For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. So let's talk about the root of transformation and how if the goal is actually to look like him, how do you do it? Well, the first thing is there's a perspective you have to have. So here's the deal. I know that you want to be your best in all areas of life. You don't want to settle. I know you want to pursue your greatest potential as an excellent wife and intentional mother and also find success in business. If not, you wouldn't be here. You know that you have to grow and, quote, level up to become the person that you want to become. And your heart and good intentions, they're so good. Like your heart is good in it all. You also understand the value of self-development and transformation, but you're already tired and you ask yourself, how? How can I work on myself as hard as I work on my business, as the saying goes? You feel like you need some superpowers to become the superhuman you desire to be, but at the end of the day, you're just a faith-filled woman who wants to bring glory to God in the process. If the goal is to look more like Jesus, how do you do it? That's the question we've all got to ask ourselves. You want true transformation, but how do you look like him? It's really very simple, but like anything, it's a process. 
And I have to tell myself that all the time because it's it's kind of frustrating. I'm like, man, why does this take so long? Why is this so hard? But it is just transformation is a process. And I can tell you like as humbly as ever that I am in a process. So as I'm sharing today, this is so fresh. Like I'm living this out. I'm wrestling with this day by day. Like this is me in process, just letting it, letting you in on that. So I don't ever want you to think that I've like got it all together, that I'm an authority in these things. Like I am learning and sharing these things with you. But at the same time, I cannot with good integrity share something with you that I'm not also living out myself. Like I'm not trying to just say nice things that sound good. I'm really living these things out because I want every word that I speak to match the life that I'm actually living. And so that's who I am and that's where I'm coming from. And there's some things that like I want to share that I understand, but I don't know when I'll share them because I want to make sure that I'm in a place where like, hey, my life aligns with the words that I'm speaking and that that I'm walking in full honesty and integrity with you. So there's my disclaimer. <laughs> but let me start by just saying a couple of things that I've learned over the past few years. You see, in 2020, I've mentioned this before previously, my word for the year was breakthrough. It was an amazing year and I worked so hard with a good heart. But by the end of the year, when I really sat and evaluated where all my hard work had gotten me and some of the specific areas I needed breakthrough in, I found that I had worked hard. And on the outside, there were a lot of earthly gains. There was a lot of progress that happened. But when it came to the internal, intrinsic transformation of who I was spiritually, I felt that I had barely moved the needle because my focus was so much on self. And by default, I was pulling more strength from myself than I was from the power of the Holy Spirit. I lacked surrender and I never saw the fullness of breakthrough in my being, although I did some good things along the way. We talked about some of the flaws of self-development because you can't overcome yourself with yourself. It takes something or someone greater. So the first step in transformation is to get your eyes off of you and onto someone greater. Seeing rightly is key. We've got to have proper perspective of where we're at in this picture, in this process of transformation. For example, one of the best analogies of transformation is a butterfly. We all know about the process of how an ordinary, often ugly caterpillar weaves its cocoon and becomes a butterfly. We always want to imagine ourselves as the caterpillar, an ordinary, kind of messed up person who works faithfully, does a lot of good things, does some meaningful action, which results in beautiful transformation. But the important thing to remember is that the caterpillar itself isn't the hero. Yes, he's got to work and do his part, but it's not an overwhelmingly stressful process because he's simply doing what he was designed to do. For example, he could be like, all right, well, I need, I'm a caterpillar. I want to become a butterfly. Let me go spend all my energy, burn myself out. Let me dig a hole in the ground and I'll crawl into that little hole in the earth and maybe that'll help me transform. Like he could have done things his own way, but that wasn't going to be successful. He had to do what he was designed to do. He had to just surrender to his God-given purpose. Someone greater than himself created the process, and he's simply walking in obedience and living out his little butterfly or caterpillar purpose, however you want to say that, here on this earth. It's in the caterpillar's nature. The caterpillar is not the driving force behind his transformation, 
He was weaving a cocoon because of who he was, being who he was already created to be, and therefore doing what he was designed to do. Through that process, miraculous transformation happens. So God created us in his nature. We don't have to design our lives. We get to walk in our natural design. We get to live on earth and know intimately God, the creator of the universe, and to become like him here on this earth. We are called to become like Jesus, and in doing so, we bring the kingdom of God to this earth. Transformation is not about changing behavior. It's about our heart transformation. And this is the miraculous work that can only come from above. We must remember that there is a God in heaven who laid the foundations of the earth. He created you in the womb and designed you with a purpose. It's not something that you can work for, but it's something that you can walk in. You surrender to it. You have to do what God already designed for you to do, and you will become who he created you to become. That starts with first knowing him and looking at him and taking the eyes off of you and putting them on to Jesus. Radical, lasting transformation comes from seeing God rightly. This is what I'm learning so much. It's all about the seeing. In that Bible verse I recently read, it says, so all of us who have had that veil removed, that's us who believe if we put, if you're a believer, if you put your faith in Jesus, that veil has been removed. It says we can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. We can see. We have to have faith in the unseen so we can see. I know it sounds so contradictory, but that's the truth. The word that I would use to describe the pursuit of seeing that I'm learning is the word behold or beholding. I've learned and I'm learning that beholding God is the next step for effective action to producing transformation. But it's a word you may not be familiar with at all. I hadn't been either. I mean, I've been in church my whole life. There's a lot of Christian terms and Christianese words that we use, but behold, it's not one of them. It's not a word that I was familiar with. But let me go back and say that if you've been following along on this podcast for a while, you've been watching me grow and learning and and learn in real time. I've shared with you the spiritual awakening journey that I've been on this year. I would encourage you, go back and check out episode 36, catch up on some of the significant things that the Lord's been doing in my life and what this rebirth of my faith has really looked like for me so far this year. But to add on to that last episode, to say, okay, where am I at now or what is the next step? I would say the next step in my faith journey is learning to behold God in my everyday life. The first part was so much of, and I'm I'm still all in it. It's just that walking and surrender, giving God my yes. So surrender is so key, but seeing God, learning to behold him, those go hand in hand. So I just want to plant the seed of the word behold or beholding in your spirit today. I'll tell you what it means to me, and I'll have to talk more about this on another episode because I'm just learning so much about this. I just read a book on it and I feel like I know nothing, but I still want to share with you what I'm learning because I'm realizing This is everything. This is absolutely everything to us being transformed into the image of Christ. But beholding to me is simply getting over yourself. It's learning to fix your undivided attention on Jesus in your ordinary everyday life. 
It's so much a position of your heart. You could say it's adoration. It's fixing your eyes on Jesus. It's beholding him. It's, it's looking at him. It's it. Everything in our life, it wants to distract and divide our minds and our attention. But when we can see Jesus for who he is, we'll see that he's beautiful. And seeing his beauty, it changes us. We don't just need God's perspective when it comes to our personal growth journey, but we literally just need to see Jesus, to fix our gaze on him, to be fascinated with his beauty, because this produces transformation. Transformation is the goal. God didn't just come to improve your life or to make you a better person or to be a better version of yourself. He came to make you more like him. Self-development is focused on being a better person often. But when the focus is on God, on beholding his beauty and adoring his nature, true transformation can happen. Heart transformation can happen. These are the things that we can't do in ourselves. I can't tell you how many times the prayer of my heart this year has been like, God, I'm creating room for you. I'm, I'm available to you. You have my yes. I'm surrendered to you. But like, you have to do it. Like, you have to come and do what only you can do. As I behold you and as I look at you and as I put you first and on the throne of my life. Because God's desire is that we become like him. This journey is not about adding God to our lives so that we can have a better life. But rather, it's about us living according to the purpose that God designed for us. It's about us fulfilling his desires and doing our part in his story. So at the end of the day, as you see self-development quotes come your way, as they sound good and they sound catchy and you're tempted to repeat them, and although there's a lot of truth in them, just make sure that at the end of the day, everything that you're doing, everything that you're becoming, everything that you're beholding, that you're fixing your attention on, that you're allowing to influence you, that it's allowing you to be who God desires you to be, that is transforming you to look more like him, that your life makes sense in God's eyes, not the best version that your mind can imagine or what the world tells you is best, but what God sees as best. Seek God who is ultimate so that you can be the ultimate new creation you were designed to be. This is the transformation that lasts for eternity. And I believe in this season more than ever, God is doing a new thing. He is doing a new thing in us individually, in the body of believers. If we'll just see it, if we'll just embrace it, if we'll just awaken to it, if we'll just receive it. If we can just look at him and let him do the work that he can do, the miracles in our lives. The beautiful thing about this is that you don't have to strive and work for this transformation. It's not exhausting. It doesn't require you to spend a ton of money enhancing your outward appearance or purchasing courses and ebooks and training and whatever it looks like. So we could, you know, there's so many things out there to help you grow and level up and get better and develop yourself. It's not that it's all bad. It's just that the truth of it all is it doesn't have to be that complicated. It just requires surrender. I wrestle with this every day. But the one key self-development strategy that is ultimate and will allow you to not only become the woman that you're called to be, but to fulfill the purpose that God has for you is surrender. 
So I just invite you along with me to give God your yes, to look at him, to seek him, to pursue his presence, to sit at his feet, to not let yourself be Martha and so busy and distracted by all the things, but just to sit at his feet and get your eyes fixed on him, to behold his beauty, to let him transform you and to give him your yes of surrender. The call of the gospel is a life laid down. God wants all of us. Bible says, says, then Jesus said to his disciples, this is in Matthew 16, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but lose your soul? The thing is, is that it's hard to lay down your life for someone you can't even see. Or don't even know. So I just want to encourage you to surrender to God, to seek and pursue knowing him, to pursue the person of Jesus, and to have faith in the unseen. Because in that faith, you will see him. Surrender and seeing God, like I said, they work together. Believe me, God's purposes and desires for you are better than your best version of you. Because it looks like Jesus and it brings glory to God here on this earth. And that is true freedom and fulfillment. I'll talk in the future about how to behold God in your everyday life and what that actually looks like or means as I'm learning all this too in my own life. But I hope that this conversation creates a curiosity in your spirit to explore what it would be like to see God rightly, to see him more, to see him clearly, to see him as beautiful, to be fascinated with him. I pray that this conversation even gives you the permission to pursue his presence more deeply in your life because it is the one thing that changes everything and it truly is the key to transformation. So I love you, friend. Thank you for listening. Uh, Let's pray before you go. Father God, I just thank you so much for the woman that's listening today, Lord. I thank you for her heart uh, to grow, to learn, for her heart to be teachable. Lord, I thank you for her desire to be all that she can be, to be all that you've called her to be, Lord. And I just point her to the truth of your word today, Lord. I just thank you that as she trusts in you and believes in you, Lord, that you have taken away the veil that separates us, God. Lord, I thank you that your spirit lives within her. And just as it says in 2 Corinthians, that there's freedom in you, Lord. There's freedom in knowing you and walking with you and oneness with you and seeing you, God. Lord, I pray that you would help her to to see you, to pursue your face, God, not just what you can do for her or what she can do for you, Lord, but just to know you and find satisfaction in that alone, Lord. And out of that, I pray that she would reflect you, Lord, and that she would know that she doesn't have to be perfect. She doesn't have to have it all together, but that she can always reflect your beauty in her life as she walks with you, God. Lord, I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for... That it's only you that allows us to be more and more like you, Lord. That you change us into your glorious image, Lord. That we can, we're not gods, but we can become like you. And that's beautiful. And thank you for that opportunity, God. And we just surrender to you, Lord. We come to you today with open hands and open hearts. And we just say, God, take our life. We give you our yes. Do whatever you want to do, Lord. Do what only you can do, God. Lord, we surrender our lives to you. We give you our all. We ask that you would come and change us and transform us and make our lives beautiful because they shine brightly your glory, God. 
Lord, I pray that you would give us the focus to not be distracted, but to behold you, to adore you, to look at you, to seek your beauty, God. Lord, I thank you for your design for us, that we get to walk in your nature. And I just pray that we would do our part as you transform us naturally and supernaturally in our day-to-day lives. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things. If you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect. 